0: Hey guys, Um, so it's your girl Ro, and you may be asking, why do I not sound like my chipper self? Um, This is something that I've really never done before, and um, I went back and forth on, ways to build awareness and, you know, talk about um things that people can relate to, right? Um and what other way for me to do what I needed to do other than, you know, this podcast. Um, I love you guys tremendously. All of the outpour, all of the love that I receive from each episode is truly, truly a blessing. Um, It's no easy way for me to talk about this. So I need everyone to bear with me while I am talking about it um, because it's not something that's easy for me to talk about um on uh, the day before last which my days are all messed up so i believe it was january 6 2023 um i experienced acquaintance rape um it was a friend that i've been knowing for 10 years and um, I told him, you know, that prior to, there weren't going to be, you know, any of that type of activity. We were just hanging out as friends. And he seemed to have understood that. Um, But once he got to me, he, I guess, had something else in mind. Um, He was very, very... I won't even say when I first saw him I knew he was intoxicated or when I spoke with him on the phone prior to him getting here I didn't know he was even intoxicated it didn't even sound like he was intoxicated at all it wasn't until he walked past me and I smelled the alcohol I could literally smell it coming from him and that's how I knew that he had been drinking um, and I knew then you know that I should ask him to leave but i didn't want to be rude um because he was visiting from out of town and i'm i'm moving so what's wrong with catching up with an old friend right um so i did that um and i knew that like i say he was intoxicated and he um he had his way with me um I won't go into details on here just because it may be a trigger warning to anyone else that has been sexually assaulted or raped. Um, but yes, it was in my apartment. Um, and it happened, he got to my apartment around 11.30 p.m. And um, he didn't leave until close to 1. So about, my, I have a door, ring doorbell camera. My ring doorbell camera actually captured the footage of him not wanting to leave and me arguing with him, telling him to get out. That footage was at 12.48 a.m. Um, I'm not sure how long this episode will be, just because if you've ever been raped or sexually assaulted, it's fresh during the days that after that you've just, you know, encountered that experience. Um, so right now it's it's really fresh for me, which is why I'm able to talk so much about it. Um but I just felt the need to say something. Um I've my family know my significant other, he knows, um friends They know, for the most part, I've gotten a lot of support. Um, On the other hand, some people, some people kicked me while I was down. And I'll never, never, ever forget that. Because I'm the type of person where if something is going on, and I even feel like you may have wronged me, I will still be there for you, especially something like this, because I can relate to it. Um, some people may question why I'm coming to a platform like this, um, and speaking on what I've encountered the last couple of days. And my question to them is why not the only way that as a community, and I say this not as a race thing, I just say it as a people thing. Because no matter what color you are, no matter what height you are, no matter what weight you are, no matter what shape you are, you know, no matter what your build is, chances are you know someone that has been raped, someone that has been sexually assaulted, and those people absolutely do not feel comfortable saying anything, and I completely understand why. Um, Unfortunately, this is not... My first time um being sexually assaulted. This is my first full-blown rape, but it's not my first sexual assault. The first time was also someone that I knew, someone that I trusted. And I'm trying to not beat myself up about it and blame myself, but, I mean, as a victim, sometimes... I, I don't want to sound, you know, harsh or say this the wrong way, but especially as a repeat victim, sometimes you have to take accountability and you have to learn from things that happened. And what I'll say is I learned one lesson from my first encounter or my first sexual assault. And I thought that if i didn't go to a guy's house if i didn't go into a guy's basement then it could never happen to me again i thought that me being in my own apartment my own space you know this is my sanctuary i would be 100% okay and that just absolutely was not the case because i was still overpowered um i did reach out to the guy that raped me, and he actually did admit to it via text message. Um, the I could see why people, once again, don't report it or don't say anything, because the first time that this happened to me, um, for those that don't know, I stay in Indiana, and I'm in uh, Lake County. Um, the Lake County Special Victims Unit lost my evidence kit so I could not get justice from that situation um and that situation was pretty rough because I was just coming out of high school and I a lot of people will say I'm oblivious (laughs) to knowing when guys like me and I am um because um At one point, I had very, very low self-esteem, so I never even, you know, thought I was a likable uh, girl. So, every time, you know, I would talk to a guy or whatever, it was just always, you know, I'm thinking we're friends, and that wasn't the case in the first situation. He liked me, and I didn't know that he liked me, Um, and... I went over to his house to hang out um, just as friends, you know, that I'm thinking. Like I said, I didn't know that he liked me. And I was assaulted. That one I can't really speak a lot about because I did black out um, probably due to the trauma. I blacked out and I wasn't, you know, too sure about what happened to me when I went to the hospital. So there was only so much that they could do. Um. This time I was very coherent and I hadn't had a single drink or anything like that. So I could remember exactly what happened. So after the guy left, um, reluctantly, he actually left with a bottle of alcohol that I had on my table. <laughs> so not only did he take something that absolutely did not belong to him, he then took another something that did not belong to him. But whatever you can have it, take the bottle. It's fine. Um. I instantly called my sister, and she told me because I wasn't sure, right? I wasn't sure if it if it classified as rape. So I just needed to call my sister to talk to her to let her know what happened, and she's like, "Absolutely, you know, you were just raped." Um you need to go to the hospital. This is another reason why I'm doing this podcast um, episode today because stop making the victim the villain. And I say that because I had to go to two hospitals. So I I went to the first hospital um, on, it was probably about 1 a.m. So technically now we're moving into the next day. January 7th um went to the first hospital and I sat there until about five o'clock from the beginning it was very unprofessional um they had me yelling out my personal information in the triage they had me um yelling out my rape story and what happened to me in the triage not only that the person that checked me in, I'm not sure if it's a medical assistant, if it's a nurse or whatever, a CNA. I'm not sure who who checks you in at the hospital or who registers you at the hospital. Not only did she have me do all of that, she then legally told me she had to call the police, which, okay. Um, and she then repeated everything verbatim to the police over the phone in front of me. So... If I wasn't exposed enough already, she definitely did the job. The police came, um, which I will say the city, um, Maryville Police. And the officer, I wish I would have gotten his name because he was fantastic. Um, he was very, very gentle. Um, even with me writing uh, telling the story, he had to handwrite the entire story. On his notepad, um and he was very, very, very gentle, very understanding. Um, he was in constant contact with his detective. His detective was understanding, so I would like to say thank you to the Miraville Police Department. Um, so I get to the back this is still at the first hospital. I got to the back room finally and um. They told me then that the person that does the rape kits, they're called sane the nurses, and they did not have any available. So I would have to go to a different hospital, um, which was about 15, 20 minutes away. At first, I did not want to, but the police officer talked me into wanting, you know, into going because I have the ring doorbell footage. I have, you know text message or I had, at that time I had a phone call where he called me after to ask me if I was upset with him um, so you know they're like you should really go so I went to the second hospital and I got there around 5 30 or so and they then told me that they did not have a SANE nurse available Um, Of course, I became irate. I became upset because the first hospital assured me that they called the second hospital to let them know that I was coming. A rape advocate would be there for me and the same nurse was there waiting on me. Which turned out to be not true. So, once they said that, I became discouraged um, and I decided to not do the rape kit anymore. So, there will be no justice for me. Um, I couldn't help but think about, you know, all of the other people or, yeah, all of the other people because rape doesn't just happen to women. All of the other people that, you know, have gone through something like this and just said, forget it. And that justice just goes unserved. It's um, It's horrible. Um, the way that I was treated, I was I was more so treated as the rapist than the victim of a rapist. Um the doctor came in, explained to me, um, because it just happened they can do blood tests, check for any STDs, STIs, all of that stuff. But he wouldn't come back from a few for a few days, so they wanted to start me on preventative medication, which it was just a one-time, uh, dose of each med. Um, sorry guys, my nose is stopped up. I've been crying all day. I've been crying all night. I'm just an emotional wreck. Um, but so I took the, the medicine. Um, they also gave me some type of shot, which I'm assuming is also something for the, um, for an antibiotic of some sort. And I also had to take a plan B because I'm not sure if the guy um ejaculated or not. Um and the last thing I wanted was a kid from this situation. So they did offer me that. I took that and they told me I can come back within seventy two hours but don't shower. Um, mind you, I did have to go to work at eight forty five, so there was no possible way I could have waited until 7 a.m., to uh, do a rape kit because the rape kit does take a while. Um, not only did that happen, but the first hospital actually sent me out of the hospital with my own urine in a cup. They sent me out with my own urine sample, guys, to take to the other hospital, um, which I thought was like against protocol or something because the way I'm looking at it, say for instance, right I was like a devious person and was making all of this stuff up right who's to say I couldn't have and this is just me playing I don't know devil's advocate right just so that you could see from both sides how this could have how just poor the hospital system is right who's to say that if I was making all of this stuff up I couldn't contaminate the urine sample or something to make it look like something else happened that didn't, right? Um, and when I, I'm literally walking into the second hospital with my urine sample and they're like, is that your urine sample? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, well, they know that that was against the law. Like they shouldn't have done that. They're not supposed to send a patient out with their own urine sample. Um, so that happened, um, and it's just been a, it's been a rough day, well, a rough few days, I should say, rough few days. For those that don't know, I have anxiety really bad, so I was prescribed Xanax, and, um, I think I've been just self-medicating with the Xanax to get through it, because, The last time it was a little different. The last time I was with family, I lived with family, so I constantly had motion going on around me and I constantly had people checking on me. Um, This time I'm just completely alone. Um, I have my two cats. They can sense that something is wrong with their mommy because I'm just not the same. Um, I've just been sitting here. I haven't really been eating. I haven't been doing much, but just thinking. And I know as a victim, I shouldn't blame myself. But it's kind of hard not to, because all I had to do was not let him in. And I would still have, you know, what belongs to me, you know. Um, before this, this may be TMI, but... Before this, I had been celibate for a year and like two months now. So a year and two months I had been celibate and um, that's completely gone. It's completely gone. Um, I, I wish I could have gotten the rape kit because I'm sure there was DNA there when I came home. Um, Yesterday, my sister, my family, they came and checked on me. Thank God for them. They brought me food because my mom knew that I hadn't been eating. There was some type of DNA evidence on the couch. I just scrubbed it away because I feel like no one else cares. Um, So this is just something that's just going to go untouched. Um, But I say that to say, if this has happened to you and you've had an experience like me I'm sorry I apologize on behalf of anyone that has made you feel like your story doesn't matter um, this is a way for me to take my power back because right now I feel powerless um, I don't know what else there is for me to do so if anyone knows please reach out um, you can find me on the keeping it real with rope facebook page um you can leave me a voice message on anchor um i'm not sure what my options are at this point anymore i've just been trying to figure it out day by day and to make it all <laughs> different i'm actually in the process of packing because i'm moving to Indianapolis. Um, this week this upcoming week um which has been now hard for me to do because I'm pretty sure there's some type of um internal damage of some sort some tearing or something because I I can't really move without being in constant pain um so that's why I really wish I could have gotten the exam so that I could know what's going on but I just have to let my body heal how it has to I guess um, Once again, people may question the validity of the story by me making a podcast about it. And I'm sorry if I have to be vulgar. But quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. I know what happened to me. The people around me know the relationship or the friendship. And I say that with air quotations that me and this boy had. And never in a million years would any of us have thought this would have happened. Um, so how I cope is how I cope. If you don't like it, turn the podcast off. Um, if you like it and you want to tell your story, we can always start um a thread on the Facebook page and talk about it because, no, you're not alone. And you don't deserve to be shut up. You don't deserve to be quiet about anything. If something happened to you and someone did something to you, it's in your power to, to stop it. That's the only way that you're going to gain power back is if you shut it down and you tell people, hey, guess what? Yeah, this happened to me, but it didn't break me. This happened to me, but I'm still here. Yeah, this happened to me, but guess what? I'm still packing my shit up, and I'm still moving to Indianapolis like I planned. This has also revealed to me who my true friends are um, and who, who aren't, you know, who's in my corner and who isn't. It is what it is, but I just felt the need to come out talk to you guys, let you guys know what's going on. I know it's been a while since I did an episode and I've been battling with how to get my story out there, how to talk about it, how to build awareness, like I said. And I just I just had to say what I had to say on this podcast. So um, I love you guys. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Um, pray for me for my strength. Um and I'll be in touch. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Um guys, I'm back really quickly. Um I just wanted to also say because I forgot to let this out. I, fr- <laughs> I forgot to let this out. Sorry, I'm a wreck. I forgot to say this and I left this out. Um stop tr- uh treating the victim like a villain in the aspect of them not wanting to give a name. For instance, I refuse to give up a name um, to certain people in my life because I don't want them to retaliate. And I don't want to lose the men in my life that are important to me, that I know care about me. Um, They care about my well-being, and they want to make sure I'm protected, right? I don't want any of that Um, I would rather have them here with me I would have rather have them on the outside with me so that I can hug them I can talk to them whenever I want Um, some people may say oh you're protecting him I'm not protecting him I tried to go through the legal system to do it the right way to get what I needed to get done and that was a flop and so, I'm just willing to just walk away from it as long as I can come back or i everything so far, my all of my tests have come have come back negative. I'm still waiting on a few others um but as long as I'm good physically, I know that this pain I'm in it will subside. I'll be okay um it's just from the trauma of everything um I can move on with my life and take it as a learning as a definitely as a learning lesson. So any male friends, any of that, that's not happening. You know, uh, people just being able to come to my house, that's not happening. Um, so I just, you know, take it as a loss and move on hopefully happily like I want to. Um, so I just came back to say that once again, guys, I love you guys. Don't treat the victim like a villain. It's not right. They're going through enough internally that they don't even speak about things that they don't. They won't say that they're feeling. Uh, just try to be there for one another. And if you know someone that has been raped or sexually assaulted, no matter if it's a man or if it's a woman, periodically check on them because it's something that never leaves. Yeah, they learn how to cope. They learn how to deal with it. Um, But it's something that always stays in the back of their mind, especially if it's someone that they know because they could run into that person at any point. Um, So love you guys and I'll hope to talk to you soon.